and I think it's so uh-huh. astounding. You were right there on the edge, um, uh, right there on the edge of, of potential suicide, and that's some serious stuff. If you are like me and know that free enterprise is the greatest opportunity in the world, but you also see there are huge issues starting to arise, like why is mentorship decreasing in popularity? Why do entrepreneurs like us who love to succeed see people fail at the top and never leave true significance? And how do people like us make a lasting impact on the world? And is it possible for enough entrepreneurial leaders together to make a real difference? These are the blaring questions, and this podcast is the answer. Journey with me, your host, Christian. Together, we will challenge the status quo and conquer our legacies. Hello, listeners. This is Christian Evans, your host. I hope every single one of you guys are doing fantastic. Before we uh, listen to these next few episodes, I did just want to mention something. Obviously, we were talking about in the upcoming weeks, we're going to be talking about five pillars of wisdom. First pillar, patience and perseverance. Two is counsel and mentorship. Three, empathy. Four, leadership. And five, commitment. However, though, I believe there is a bonus pillar, and that is courage. And these two individuals and their testimony totally embody that pillar of wisdom, courage. And I hope every single one of you guys take their testimony, take their interview, take this, and, and really um, learn from it, and obviously share it with other your friends, family, and, and your other social media followers that you believe that this could add value to. And I'm really excited to sharing these individuals with you, and uh, I hope you guys enjoy. Thanks so much. Thank you so much for tuning in to the number one podcast for Millennials Seeking Wisdom. I'm your host, Christian Evans, and today's episode is sponsored by Evans and Family Business, where we help you monetize your social media accounts. And again, ladies and gentlemen, if, if you find this of value and you believe this could add value to someone else, please share this with your family, your friends, your other social media followers. I think they would appreciate it, and I would appreciate it as well. Today, I'm so excited to share with you a little bit of this, this woman. She is the author of a Yesterday's Tomorrow, a first-hand account of her own suffering of abuse as a child. After finding the courage to speak out about the pain she endured, she is now using her experience to inspire others to do the same. Her passion for child advocacy led her to volunteer with Franklin County Children's Services. In November 2016, she became a court-appointed special advocate to speak on behalf of children in abuse cases to ensure their safety. She's the founder of the Don't Be Quiet Movement, an organization with a mission to help victims of child abuse and neglect. In April 2018, she released a short film by the same name that gives a visual account of her book and walks you through challenges of going from victim to victor. She's a passionate speaker that brings people together through shared experiences, taking away the struggle of beginning the healing process alone. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm so thrilled, so excited. Please welcome Danielle Smith. How are you doing today, Danielle? I'm doing absolutely wonderful. Thank you so much for having me. Well, thank you so much for being on and just sharing a little bit. I'm so excited. I know I just shared just a small snippet of, of your whole mission. Uh, if you don't mind, <laughs> just please share our, uh, to our audience a little bit more about yourself, Danielle. Well, I mean, you stated a lot here, but I am a survivor of uh, child domestic violence um, and suicide as well as sexual assault. Mm -hmm. Um, And once I received um, some healing, 
um, through different avenues, I was able to um, get the strength to be able to help others. Um, you know, uh, God gives us a plan, mm-hmm. and we never know what that is in the beginning. Um, but I'm so, and so super honored, actually. I would have to go above so and say super honored that he would um, use me to be a vessel to help others through such a sensitive matter. Um, But I also know who better than to help um, people than someone that's gone through it and survived. Um, You know, um, as I stated, we don't go through things for ourselves. We go through it to help others. Mm -hmm. And once I realized that, that actually gave me the strength to be able to help others when I realized it wasn't about me. And see, that is so phenomenal. And, you know, like you said, life, when when life gives you something that is actually meant for bad, you God takes it and, and utilizes, for, utilizes it for good. And how many people you are able to um, inspire and help and give back is um, is remarkable. So you, you've been doing it since 2016 is when you actually had that, I guess, you know, quote-unquote, you know, courage to, you know, acknowledge mm-hmm. it and start speaking about it? Because I know that takes a lot of courage to start speaking about it. And it does. It does. And yes, I started in 2016. Um, I always knew that I had a story to tell, um, as we all do. You know, everyone goes through something in life. Um, It's just about how you come out, when you come out, and then what you do when you come out. Um, You know, but I... um, 2016, God showed me, don't be quiet. Um, Mm -hmm. I started writing my book, Yesterday's Tomorrow, and I just kept having this nudge like it needed to be more. Something something was missing. And um, I started tossing around just different hashtags, uh, you know, to to be able to get the word out, actually, first about my book. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Don't Be Quiet came to me, and I was like, wow, that's perfect, because a lot of times we're, you know, as being um, an abuse victim, you are told to be quiet in different ways. You know, you're told to be quiet as a child, you know, to not say anything about what you're going through, you know, and then you're you're, you're um, told to be quiet if you're in a domestic violence situation, you know, you don't tell anyone, you don't tell your family, you mm-hmm. keep it a secret, you know, so it's whether you're a child or an adult, people are told to be quiet. You know, um, the whole uh, what happens in this house stays in this house, that's them telling you to be quiet. Uh, so that hit me and it was just like, wow. It made so much sense. It was like an aha moment. Like, yeah, that makes sense. Like, you know, don't be quiet. Use your voice. So my organization, we believe that we are the voice for those that feel that they don't have a voice. And we offer strength and love, you know, to individuals. And so they do have the strength to be able to speak themselves. And all the time, speaking themselves doesn't mean that they need to be on a platform. Mm-hmm. You know, um, because not everyone is meant to be on a platform. Sometimes, you know, just a one-on-one conversation can help someone, you know. So it doesn't have to be out to the masses all of the time. Um, but sometimes uh, what's needed is for them to even get out of the situation, um, you know, come out of the home that they're in, you know, um, get away from that person that, you know, treating you bad. Uh, so we offer, you know, strength um, and support and love, you know, because that's very important as well. Um, to those that are dealing with abuse, 
to know that they're not alone, first of all, because you do feel like you're all alone, like you're on this secluded island. No one else knows where you are. And no matter how old you are, that's the way that you feel. That you're the only one going through it. Mm -hmm. um, so sometimes people just need to hear, you're not alone. I understand. I believe you. Those, the words, I believe you, hold, hold so much weight that you wouldn't even understand. Just someone saying that alone is like, wow, that lets you know you're not alone. You know, like, you really can feel it. Like, I'm not in this by myself. I wasn't the only one that went through this, mm -hmm. you know. And people go through, no matter what their status is, no matter what your sex is, no matter what your race is, no matter what your, you know, your financial status, it doesn't matter. People go through abuse in different uh, parts of the country, yes. you know, like, so it doesn't matter. It happens everywhere, unfortunately. Extremely unfortunately. I was just, mm -hmm. I think it's interesting because I don't even think some of the the, the, the statistics are accurate because, like you just mentioned, mm -hmm. some most of the people don't speak out, and uh, they obviously, you know, if you if they don't speak out, you can't put that in a in a statistic form. So there are probably more um, abuse than we think there are, and uh, like you mm -hmm. said, that, that's what your platform does is helping creating a, an environment that's safe saying, hey, you guys can speak out and this is what we're, we're able to do, which is which is excellent. And there's a lot of wisdom behind what you said because, of course, realizing, you know, um, like, like I said, is, is the idea that you've been given something terrible in your life, you, there's something happened to you that you couldn't control, but you're taking that and now you're helping other people and giving them resources, giving them your story, which is the uh -huh. most powerful thing in the world. And I, you know, obviously I know, briefly, briefly mentioned our podcast is a lot of talking about wisdom because we believe that, you know, mm -hmm. focus on wisdom and you can achieve the success, the health, the wealth, the, 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 the recovery that you need in life, if you will. Mm -hmm. And I would love to get your definition on wisdom. What is your perspective or definition on wisdom? Well, you know, I definitely believe that, um, you know, wisdom is something that you acquire from someone else. Okay, and hear me out when I say that. Mm -hmm. um, you, a lot of times, you know, perfect example is, you know, you have a friend that's in a relationship, and you can see the bad, but they cannot mm -hmm. because they're in the situation. So you being the friend, you tell your, you know, you tell them, hey, you know, this, this person just really isn't good for you for X, Y, and Z. Okay, so when that when your friend finally says, "Oh my God, like <laughs> I, I now see what my I now see what my friends been talking about. This person is not good for me." Mm -hmm. Okay, so when they opened up their heart to be able to hear what you were saying and receive what you were saying, because those are two different things. Yeah, yeah. Someone can hear you, but they won't receive what you're saying. So when they finally hear and receive the wisdom that came from you. Now they have wisdom. So that's why I say a lot of times that it's you receiving it from other people. Mm -hmm. So you hear the word, let's see when go to church, you hear the word and you take it into your heart, you receive it, now you have wisdom. And now then you can go ahead and transfer it to someone else. Mm -hmm. Then you tell someone else what you learned, that's wisdom as well because now you got it and now you're transferring it to someone else 
that's wisdom because you're not keeping it to yourself. You realize this is something, this is a good nugget. <laughs> this is a good, you know, some good word. I'm going to pass it along because someone else needs to hear it as well. Mm-hmm. That's wisdom. Gosh. Now I, so. Yeah, I was just going to say, I really like that definition. And I like that perspective <clears throat> behind it because it's putting the action behind it. It's not just being like the Correct. Dead Sea and taking all this information and just sitting on it. Right. It's now keep, keep it, passing it on, passing it forward, if you will. Correct. Oh, Right, and I have, I call it a domino effect, you know. Um, A domino effect, you know, it's, you know, you see that domino, they hit one and it knocks them down, and the knockdown doesn't always have to be a knockout. Mm -hmm. You know, a knockdown sometimes can just be, you needed to sit for a moment and think about what the wisdom that was given to you, because it was so heavy, and it's going to be so amazing for your life, like you need to take that in. You need to listen to it. You really need to receive it. You know, so that is not always a knockout, you know, per se. But, yeah, you have to hear the words that are coming from trusted individuals. You take the trusted individuals. You know, I stress that (laughs) because you can't take it from everybody. But from trusted individuals, you know, you want to just sit for a moment. And really taking it in to take notes, you know, and, and all that kind of stuff to make sure that you, you got it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and like you were saying, from trusted individuals, I think we, I, I had another podcast earlier on, and we were talking, of course, about like mentorship and acknowledging, okay, mm-hmm. being aware and being intentional with the people that are influencing you and taking their mm-hmm. advice, making sure that those people have the life that you want, you know, obviously, mm-hmm. holistically. Which is excellent. I really right. appreciate that. And and I'm curious regarding that definition of wisdom. At, at what mm-hmm. point in your life did you discover that definition? Would you say? At what point was that that deciding factor? You know, for me, it was in 2016. Actually, I you know I've listened to self help books. Mm-hmm. I've read self help books throughout the years. Um, but I tell you, in 2016, when I started this organization, I realized it was my purpose. Um, and, um, it gave me such strength and I didn't realize at the time I was, at the time I was married and I was in a domestic violence marriage and didn't even realize it Mm -hmm. to the extent. Um, so when I first started my organization, it was really, I wanted to help, uh, victims of child abuse and that was it. Like I just dealt with, you know, and helped people that were dealing with child abuse. Well, one day I had my T-shirts and I was at an event and uh, this lady started telling me about her dealing with domestic violence. And I thought about it and I was like, wow, you know, back in 2007, I was in a domestic violence relationship um, where it was physical. And, you know, so I was relating with her like, wow, yeah. And it hit me like, yeah, you've been in a domestic violence situation. This abuse uh, you know, campaign that you're on right now is not just about children. You are a survivor of so many things. And I was like, wow. And so when I started researching how to help others, I realized I'm in a domestic violence marriage. (laughs) And I can laugh about it because, like I said, when you're in it, you cannot see it sometimes. So when I started researching to help others, God was really helping me. He was showing me how to help myself. Mm -hmm. So 
I um, realized I went to counseling. My ex-husband and I went to counseling, and um, I went to counseling by myself. And I just got all of these feelings out. And it was like, wait a minute. <laughs> like, I got to get out because I'm not being authentic. If I'm here with this organization helping women and men and children to get out of a, an abusive you know, relationship, but I'm in one myself. But although we went to counseling, you know, I did what I should have done. You know, I'm in a marriage. I'm not just, this isn't just my boyfriend. I did my due diligence. I'm, you know, trying to go to counseling, and, I, and he didn't accept that. And um, I had to realize that I need to move on mm-hmm. because now he's trying to stop my purpose. And my purpose is to help others. And, I, and then I started realizing, you know, I'm not a stranger to depression. I've dealt with depression 2008. I tried to kill myself, um, and it was nobody but God for me to still be here. So in my marriage, I started getting depressed. I started having suicidal thoughts, and I said, whoa, wait a minute. I've been here before. This this is familiar to me. I really need to get out of here. And I tried everything as I stated, but it just was not meant to be. And... Getting out of that marriage was the most freeing thing for me. Yeah. And I said, only God could have me in a situation or a time in my life where I'm going through the worst time, which is dealing with a divorce. You know, a divorce is a tearing apart. You know, I grieved because my relationship was dying. You know, it's a grieving process that you go through. And, you know, when you are married with someone, you become one. You know, the Bible says that you become one, and you do. So when you divorce, you are tearing those those two individuals apart, mm-hmm. away from each other. You're becoming two again. You're becoming your own individual, you know, person again. And so when you do that, you know, the best way to describe that is, one person has one arm and another person has your other arm and they're going opposite directions and they're literally tearing you apart with no anesthesia. So you're feeling every rip. That is what divorce is. Mm -hmm. And only God could keep it where I didn't go back into depression. I didn't go back into suicidal thoughts. I didn't, you know, go to drugs or alcohol. He sustains me because I was working in my purpose. And the times where I was like, even I, you know, I still now reflect on it like, gosh, I, I wasn't depressed. I mean, I had a moment where I'm, I'm human, where I was a little sad, you know, because I wasn't happy to get a divorce, you know. Um, but, you know, only God can make it where you're going through the worst time and the best time. Mm-hmm. at the same time mm-hmm. to be able to level you out so that if you're like me and have a history of depression, <laughs> that you don't go into depression and want to kill yourself again. That's just real talk right there. Mm-hmm. You know, so he's so amazing like that to sustain me, you know, and I honor him um, for that. And I knew that within my obedience of me saying yes to walking into my purpose, that I would be blessed. And not that it's been, yes, exactly. You have to have that foundation. And my yes did everything for me. It did everything for me. It sustained me. It, it, you know, it held me up on those times. And also with that, you know, I have amazing friends. 
then I didn't even realize the ama- how amazing they were until I dealt, dealt with this divorce. And I had already had a group of people that, uh, that were around me that were already lifting me up, but I didn't utilize them because I couldn't see them. I couldn't see them at first mm-hmm. until I went through my divorce and I finally opened up my mouth and I said something and the support that I've received from them, the prayers, I've, I've actually kept feel their prayers holding me up. Wow. That's amazing. Wow. Wow. I, I just think it's so amazing that the story and in the valley, the deep valley that you were in, that hole and the loving support, the loving people that helped you through that. And you know, like that old lady, like you said, that older lady at the church that said, hey, honey, the truth hurts, but you had to accept the truth. You had to realize the marriage, I'm an abusive marriage, and I had to leave. And like you said, it's mm-hmm. it wasn't easy, you know? Some people right. think divorce is easy. It's a, it's, it's a scapegoat, right? No, it wasn't for you. Mm-hmm. But it was a truth that you had to accept and acknowledge, and it was holding you back from your larger purpose of influencing so many people and I know mm-hmm. I think we both know that God has major plans for you and I think it's so mm-hmm. astounding you were right there on the edge um, uh, right there on the edge of, of potential suicide and that's some serious stuff and, uh, right it is especially when we look at society right now and we hear you know we don't hear about everyone that deals with that but right now we've heard about two major celebrities that have committed suicide Mm -hmm. you know just within the last month and so you know as i stated earlier about abuse has it you know it doesn't have a certain status that deals with it you know so we we are seeing now with suicide you know celebrities those that we feel you know get to travel the world they have all the money that they need you know so we see that's what we see on the outside which is fine because you know that's what they want us to see Mm -hmm. um but even with that you know suicide is just not for poor people (laughs) you know it's there's no that certain status that's dealing with that you know a rich people you know what we consider to be rich they get lonely too mm-hmm. yeah yeah you and, know so and i think you're, that's I, what we're seeing with this mm-hmm. yeah well i mean you're, you're exactly right and it brings like to the point of how many times have we seen people that are quote-unquote successful financially and, and like you just said mm-hmm. that have, have you know they, they didn't find any joy in, in what they've done and accomplished. And so there's lack of wisdom in that. There was no foundation of wisdom. Right. Because that's what it is, is acknowledging, you know, even if I'm, you know, a lot of money, or there's, like you said, the other way, where they don't have a lot of money, but there's wisdom still. Um, and, and right, that's, right, right. that's the basis of it. And, I, man, my gracious, you're saying some really key things. I hope some of the our listeners are able to take some of this information and, and utilize it in their own life, because I know there are some people that like you said just either they don't know that they're in an abusive relationship or also that they don't know that there's a support system out there that can say hey we're mm-hmm. here for you 100 mm-hmm. percent." and we're going to switch you know um topics a little bit because I, I think we're, we're getting some really great stuff from you i really appreciate it and uh, this is a question i, I heard and I, i've always wanted to ask people and i always love asking people this but mm-hmm. danielle what is what is one question that you've never been asked but you've always wanted to be asked. And what is the answer to that question? Um, oh, goodness. <laughs> One question that I have never been asked is 
Okay, so I don't really have a relationship with my parents. Um, as I stated, you know, I'm a survivor of child abuse by the hands of my mother and her boyfriend. I then moved with my dad, and um, people feel that, oh, okay, you were daddy's little girl, you know, so forth. No, I don't, I don't have a relationship with my father still to this day. Um, but growing up, I saw my father every day. Mm-hmm. I saw him every single day, but never had a relationship. Um, so people, I, you know, I guess. One thing they they don't ask me is, why do you not disrespect your father? Mm. Or or why do you not dishonor him, although he wasn't there? There's so many reasons, too. Right, right. When I have what society would say, quote-unquote, I have a right to be disrespectful, you know, um, well, you know, I, the answer to that would be, you know, I do believe in the Bible stating you should honor your mother and your father. Uh, you know, I will never go against that particular part in the Bible because that's, that's biblical. You know, I should honor them regardless of what they do to me. And what I had to realize is that, um, he has his own issues that have nothing to do with me. And that was very hard for me growing up because I honestly was confused as to why I was so nice to him and why I wasn't disrespectful. Um, but it was just being dealing with that principle. But I also go to the, you know, the verse after that where it says that you, your children, you as a parent should not force your child to want to wrath against you. So to those people, I say, you know, because, you know, everyone wants to go to the honor your mother and your father for your days will be long. And a lot of people say, well, no matter what your parents do to you, you must honor them. You must lay mm-hmm. bow. But, but their honor means bow down to them. Okay. And their definition is when you honor your, your parents, that means that you still have to do what they say. You still have to deal with you know, whatever they give you, you still have to deal with any attitudes they give you and any disrespect they give you. So in that verse under that, where the Bible says that the, that you as a parent should not charge your children to want to wrath against you. I say, you know, although I have the right to be mean to him or charge my wrath to him, I will not do it because I'm better than that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I know that I brought a little backstory on that, but, you know, um, just people just don't understand it sometimes. Like, you know, do un- it really is do unto others as you would want them to do unto you, you know, and I, I want my father to respect me. I want mm-hmm. my father to love me, and I want my father to be nice to me, you know. So if I'm me, which means I'm loving, then maybe he would, one day, you know, prayerfully one day be that way to me. Wow, wow. I mean, you're saying so much great stuff, and like you just said, I mean, I, I think your father, he's not at that point, so all you can do is pray for him, because it's like you, you can't you can't be mad at him, you, even though he's giving you all the ammunition to be mad at him. You say, I can't right, be mad exactly. at you because you don't, you don't see the bigger picture, you don't have the understanding, and I just pray for you because you don't. And that's the sad part. Right. Uh, but I mean, that, that yeah. is, that's a lot of forgiveness inside and, and man, that's a lot of work that God has been able to, uh, 
um, obviously you can see uh, has, has been able to work through you. Um, and, and as well, I hope I can posture this this next question accordingly. But I heard this from uh, Lewis House. I, li I like his questioning. And so this one, if you, let's imagine all the things that you did, you've done and you are doing, are deleted from the world. For whatever reason, deleted, gone from history. And that tomorrow you know you're going to pass away and you have a piece of paper that you can share three truths. Three truths that you can either share to people that you want them to know about you or three truths that you want other people you want people to know what well, what are those three truths huh. um i'm human <laughs> i'm human i believe too i have feelings um i uh try my best um to honor everyone and respect them. Um, I'm really big on respect, so I believe that you should always respect people. And, you know, um, I'm always a type. I tell people that if I hurt your feelings, you know, to please tell me because it wasn't intentional, uh, you know, I want to fix it. Um, and if I know, then, you know, then I can fix it. But if I don't know, because I, th I believe that sometimes you know, people can get offended and they don't want to speak on it um, because they feel that that person should have known better. Yeah. Well, sometimes they just don't, you know, and um, I really strongly believe in teaching people how to treat you. Um, and so, you know, anyone that is around me, I'm going to respect them. And I always, I'm big on communication. If I hurt your feelings, please tell me so I can fix it. Um, so that would be number two. Um, number three, I love being a mom. <laughs> I have a 15-year-old daughter, and I absolutely love being a mom. I love being a, um, you know, the taxi cab for her. <laughs> I mean, I, I love it all, everything about being a mom. Um, so that is me. That is awesome. That is awesome. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I hope you were uh, able to just get some really good nuggets from what she said. I, I have to say, Danielle, we must have you on again because uh, truly a great perspective and just such such unbelievable things God has done in your life. And it's truly amazing. And let me ask you, uh, if, if our followers want to reach out to you, uh, what, what's the best way? A Twitter account or LinkedIn or what would you recommend? Oh, LinkedIn. I'm under uh, Danielle D. Smith. I'm on all social media sites, so um, so Instagram and on Facebook. I am at I am Danielle D. Smith, um, and that's Danielle D. The D is like Danielle. Um, I am on. Also, you can follow my my campaign and movement that I have on Facebook and Instagram under. Don't be quiet and the number one. Mm -hmm. um, I also have a website that you could uh, get my book as well as any t-shirts um, at IamDanielleBSmith.com. I also have information on there about my upcoming film. I did release a film um, back in April um, that was the visual to my book, um, but I'm doing it again. It's going to be even bigger, uh, so I'll have that coming up here soon uh, by the end of this year. Really excited about that, and uh, book two will be coming out um, the beginning of next year. 
But yeah, just follow me if you need assistance, if you need help, if you know someone that needs help. Definitely reach out to me through, you know, through one of those um, outlets. Awesome. And there you guys have it. The author of The Yesterday's Tomorrow. Ladies and gentlemen, if you want to follow out with her, follow and, 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 and like this, of course. Share this with your friends, your family, individuals that you know that are struggling through this stuff. Daniel, again, I want to thank you so much for just being on our on our podcast, sharing your, your history, sharing your wisdom, and sharing uh, just so much about you. I really do appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thank you. And again, until next time, have a good one. The podcast you just heard was made using Anchor. Ever thought about making your own podcast? Anchor makes it really easy for anyone to get started. It's a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing podcasts. Best of all, it's 100% free. Sign up now at anchor.fm slash new. That's anchor.fm slash new to get started.